is a podcast from Delance Healing Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 in the Delance Healing Church building at Le Banks St. Sampson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or to find out more information about us, please visit our website at delancehealing.co.uk. Praise God. Well, I want to carry on with the series that we have been doing these last three weeks called Teach Us How to Pray. Um, If you've not been here, we are having another look at the Lord's Prayer and Jesus' instructions to us on on how to pray. I've made the point that this prayer that Jesus is teaching, in response to the disciples asking him, how do we pray?, um, that it's not, a, it's not a lesson on what to pray, but it's a lesson on how to pray. And uh, I've been interested that the, the Lord's Prayer and prayer generally has been in the news, hasn't it? And I mentioned the first time about Guernsey and then um, I read out that article, the, the second sermon, and it's still in the news and it's still making headlines about the facts of prayer and, and all that. So it's, it's come at the, a good time. We've looked at three things so far. Um, first sermon that we looked at was Our Father in Heaven, where um, we looked at the fact that we have a relationship with our Father and that when we pray, we address Him as our Father. But not only that, that He's in Heaven, that He's awesome, that He's incredible, that He's amazing. Um, we looked at Honour Your Name, where we looked at the, the line, Hallowed Be Your Name. And we're, uh, we remind, I reminded you of all the, the names of God and how we are to honour his name. And then last week, Nicole talked to on your kingdom come, looking at your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that was a great way Nicole reminds us about, about the kingdom of God and its influence and, and how we influence the kingdom of, that, that we live in. So if you've got your Bibles, let's remind ourselves of the Lord's Prayer. It's found in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. So let's read that this morning. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Today we're going to be concentrating on the words, Give us this day our daily bread. And I've titled my sermon, Give us what we need. The first thing I noticed, and the first thing worth noting this morning is that the, the focus of the prayer has switched. The beginning of this prayer, the, the um, focus is God. And now it's switched to us. Jesus so far has taught us to pray, focusing our perspective on God by using, words, by using the word your. Your name. Your kingdom. Your will. 
Jesus is now using the words us and our. Give us our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, our debtors. Lead us, deliver us. So that's worth noting the shift of focus. By shifting the focus from God to us demonstrates that when we pray, it is okay to pray for our own needs. It is okay to pray for the things that we need. God sees us and he sees our needs. When we pray, God wants us to participate in the provision of our needs. And that is why Jesus teaches us this. Give us, our, give us today our daily bread. Philippians 4 verse 19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Later on in this same chapter in Matthew 6 verses 31 and 32, Jesus says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Our Father, who art in heaven, he knows our needs. He knows what we need. And God will supply all our needs, as the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4. But there lies an interesting question. God knows what we need, but sometimes there is a difference between what we think we need and what God thinks. So when we, when we are taught to pray, give us this day our daily bread, and we're told that God will meet all our needs, and we're praying for the things that we need in our lives, our daily bread. Daily bread can mean, actually can mean food, and it can mean our daily needs, what we need. There could be a difference in what we are praying for what we need and what God thinks we need, because God knows what we need, as we are told by Jesus in Matthew 6.32. I liken it to my children. Uh, my children will come to me and tell me that they need something. And I might, well, most probably disagree with them on what they think they need. Um, for instance, um, just this, this last week, actually, um, bought, bought um, John some new trainers and, and the latest thing that the boys are wearing because they're mad about scooters and skateboards and things, are these trainer boots called high tops. And, and Tom says to me, I need a pair of these, these high tops. I need them. And I said, no, you don't need them. You've already got a pair of trainers. You've already got a pair of skater shoes. You don't need another pair. You don't need them. But in his mind, he needed them. And so sometimes my take on what my children need are different to what they think they need. Our Heavenly Father knows what we need. And that is why Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 6, verses 33 and 34, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, he's been talking about your, fa your Father knows what you need and how you need them, all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. 
For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has trouble enough of its own. And later on, in a few moments, I'm going to be looking at that word daily. And it's interesting how these things all click in together. Jesus is saying here, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Give us today our daily bread. Today. By shifting the focus from God to us in our instructions how to pray, we can see that we are part of the greater family of God. We are all in this together. When we pray to our Father, we are together in prayer with all our brothers and all our sisters around the world. We are not alone. We are all in this together. Reminds me of that advert many years ago. I want to be together. Can you remember that one? I don't know if you can. By shifting the focus from God to us, we can see that these things are important and that we are in this together. Jesus could have used the words me. Let's have a look at what the, the Lord's Prayer would have sounded like if he uses the word pre, me, rather than us and our. My Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me today my daily bread. Forgive me my debts as I have also forgiven my debtors and lead me not into temptation but deliver me from the evil one. Jesus doesn't use that word. He uses us. He uses our. And I think, I believe he's just showing us the importance of the fact that we are a family of God and that as we come to our Father, he will meet our needs. And we're going to unpack that a bit this morning. You may say from the scriptures I've quoted about, do not worry about tomorrow and what shall we eat and God will meet all our needs. What is the point of praying for our needs if God already knows and has already met those needs? And already promised that he will supply the needs. What is the point of praying, give us this day our daily bread? My answer to that would be this. That is the way it is. God wants us and he invites us to be part of the solution. He invites us to be part of his care for us. It was John Wesley who said this. He said, God does nothing but in answer to prayer. God does nothing but in answer to prayer. And that's um, why we are embarking on this fortnight of prayer and fasting. Because, you know, I want to see so many things happen in the life of the church. I I certainly want us to see um, our passion for prayer grow and grow and grow. And that's why I've asked that over these two weeks of prayer and fasting that we, we pray into our, our daily prayer, our personal prayers as individuals, but also our prayers as a corporate church. That we will rekindle or start a, a real passion for prayer because, as John Wesley said, God does nothing but in answer to prayer. So if you want to see answers to prayer, then we've got to be praying. We've got to be praying. Every one of us. Jesus prays, give us this day, our daily bread. By using the words daily bread, we can see that 
Jesus is concerned with the whole person. He's concerned with our body, our soul and spirit. And it's significant in this change of focus that the first um, thing that Jesus asks us and instructs us on how to pray, the first thing that he's concerned with is is our bodies. Give us today our daily bread. This shows us that God is deeply concerned with us. He is deeply concerned with us and our needs, our physical needs. He sees our needs. And this could be food to eat or it could be life's essential needs. When we pray this prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Remember that we are praying us and our. We are not in this alone. That's the important point I want to make this morning. When we pray together, when we pray, we are not in this together. We are, we are not alone. We may um, have all we need in life. And every one of us here have, have all we need in life. We have it. But there are millions around the world that do not have all their needs fulfilled. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. Even on our island, people today will not have food to eat. And this is what sparked and started our ministry, Lord's Larder, to meet the need of people who who do not know where their next meal is coming from. You speak to Rose, she will tell you time and time again as she has taken the food to people that there is no food in the house or there's very, very small amounts of food in the house. We take for granted maybe sometimes the amount of food. We've got plenty of food in our cupboards to last us for days. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, it is more than just ourselves. And that's why another reason why I believe God uses the word, Jesus uses the word, uses the word us and our. For when we are, when he's teaching us how to pray, we need to pray for our brothers and sisters who do not have their daily bread. And so our focus, it won't be just on ourselves and our daily needs, but on those around the world that need things on a daily basis. I, I want to read you an article from the latest outreach um, magazine from Elam International Missions. And there's an article here from Paul Hudson, someone that we know um, who's been to preach here. And uh, let me read this from Paul Hudson. Fits in with what I'm saying about our daily bread and how when we pray this prayer... And Jesus is teaching us how to pray. He's teaching us that it's not just about our needs, but about the needs of our brothers and sisters around the world. Listen to this article. The child was screaming uncontrollably. She was being consoled but held on to by her relatives. Her only desire was to run far away from these strange people with with a white skin that she had never seen before. This shows clearly just how far north in the Turkana region of Kenya we had reached, where white people had never been seen before. In my visit in September last year, I had not managed to reach this village called Lupongo. 
After five years of no rain, it began to rain the week I arrived. Perhaps something of the fact that I'm a Brit. The rain was not a blessing. It came in such monsoon quantities that it destroyed the little road infrastructure that the region has, isolating thousands of people within their communities. The villagers of Lupongo and other nearby villages crossed the rivers to meet me and the vehicles carrying 10 tons of food aid. On seeing the team waiting for them, the village elder said to me, God has come to our village. They had been praying for the last five years for food and relief. And on that day, it had arrived. These words encapsulate the work of Elam Relief Association, ERA. At that moment, I was impacted by the deeply moving connection of some unknown people's prayers to God in North Tukana and God speaking to some unknown people in the Elam Pentecostal Churches UK to give what they could to help his family. Unknown to each other, but very much known by the Father. How amazing is this? So December saw me again in North Takana, and this time I was determined to get to Lupongo, along with the team of John Martin, who was with me to film the story, and our missionaries David and Bobby Tinian, who had arrived to spend the whole month in East Africa, working with several of our partner organisations, particularly in Uganda. So this is the story. God has moved Elam UK once again through ERA to give sacrificially to meet a real need and transform communities. In the tiredness of constant appeals from many quarters of our charitable society, I want to tell you and encourage you not to get tired. Giving to ERA really does work. It changes lives. It prevents deaths. It brings the gospel to thousands. And the article goes on and on and on. Uh, about um, the great things that ERA um, have provided for the people in the Pongo. Uh, maybe you could have a read of that later. But I loved um, uh, reading that and it connected in with what um, I was saying, I want to say this morning about give us this day our daily bread. And, you know, we may take for granted the things that we have, but there are many around the world that do not have the things that we do. So give us this day, our daily bread not only means food, but it means and refers to our essential daily needs. Things like shelter, clothing, financial needs, emotional strength, friends, fellowship, uh, work, our future, etc., etc., etc. Jesus is saying that it is okay to pray for these things and he wants us to be part of that solution. Sometimes we are led to believe that God isn't interested in such trivial things as our daily needs. And there can be a chance that we over-spiritualise the words daily bread and interpret it as something else. Over the centuries, there have been different interpretations of what daily bread means and refers to. The early church fathers Um, like Tertullian and Augustine, understood daily bread as our spiritual food and not our daily needs. Calvin disagreed and said that it referred to whatever God knows as essential. Martin Luther understood it as meaning everything necessary for the preservation of our life on earth. Food, health, weather, houses, home, 
our homes, children, government and peace. John Stock, great biblical writer, scholar, observed that to decline to mention our needs on the ground that we should not bother God with such trivialities is as great an error as to allow trivialities to dominate our prayers. James 1 verse 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God is our source of every good thing. He cares and he wants the best for us. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Give us this day our daily bread. J.C. Ryle, another great biblical writer of the 19th century, says this about give us this day our daily bread. The fifth sentence is a petition respecting our daily wants. Give us this, daily, give us this day our daily bread. We are here taught to acknowledge our entire dependence on God for the supply of our daily necessities. As Israel required daily manna, so we require daily bread. We confess that we are poor, weak, wanting creatures and beseech him who is our maker to take care of us. We ask for bread as the simplest of our wants. And in that word we include all that our bodies require. And I will agree with Ryle and Calvin and Luther that the words give us this day our daily bread refers to our daily needs, our essential needs in a practical way. God is concerned with the whole person. He's not just concerned with our spiritual being, our spirit, our soul, but he is concerned with us and our bodies and our daily needs. So to this, let's have a look at this word daily. The Greek word used here for daily is a difficult word to interpret and is only used in one other place in the New Testament. And the other is Luke 11.3, which is, a, is another example of the Lord's Prayer. It literally means for the coming day. So if you were to pray this prayer in the morning and use that word daily, it would mean for the coming day. Or if you were to use it in the evening, it would mean for the day that was to come, the coming day. One commentator says that we must pray for our needs, not our greeds. It is for one day at a time, reflecting the precarious lifestyle of many first century <coughs> workers who were paid one day at a time and for whom a few days' illness could spell tragedy. The people in the first century would work from day to day and they would get paid from day to day. So that shows you the context of the daily bread. One commentator, um, Ryle, reminds us of the Israelites and the daily manna uh, and the manna that God provided on a daily basis. As you remember, that the manna was only for that one day. It was, it, they were not to store it for the next day, but God provided for them day by day by day. And that speaks to me of, of a trust that we must have in God. Our trust must be from day to day to day. And that could be a very hard existence for, for most of us here today. To, if we, we were living day by day by day, we're not knowing what we were 
what was going to happen tomorrow. But we live day by day. We put our trust in him. Living in an affluent society, that is very hard to grasp. We have all we need. We have more than what we need. Um, We often want more than what we've got, even when we have got enough. You only have to go... Uh, I was down there this week. I you go down to the recycle yard down the road and there's a, there's a pile, a mountain of TVs. And I expect most of the TVs in there actually work. But because the latest thing is to have a flat screen HDTV, then we replace something that is perfectly suitable with one, uh, one that suitably works okay. You know, that's the sort of life that we live, the sort of society that we live in. But Jesus says our daily bread, what we need for the coming day. And when we understand this, what Jesus is saying and, and teaching us in prayer that we, we can trust God, we can put our whole trust in God, we don't have to worry about tomorrow, we put our trust in him for that day, for this day. God will provide all that we need. There are many verses in the scripture, um, one being Psalm 106, verse 1, that says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Jesus is teaching us in praying, give us this day our daily bread, that we can ask God for our daily needs, and that God will provide our needs day in and day out. An atheist was um, taking a walk through the woods. And uh, he was admiring all that evolution had created. He, he, um, he said, what majestic trees, what majestic and powerful rivers, what beautiful animals, he said to himself. And as he was walking alongside the river, he heard a rustling in the, in the trees behind him. And... Uh, he turned to look to see what was in the trees. And there was this seven-foot grizzly in the trees. And it came charging towards him. He turned to look. And he was getting closer and closer and closer. He looked over his shoulder and he saw that he was nearly, nearly arrived and he's closing in on him. And he ran even faster and faster. And he, he was so scared that tears began coming into his eyes. And he, he looked over his shoulder again and it was... It was almost on him. His heart was pumping and frantically. He tried to run even faster. And he tripped and he fell on the ground. And he rolled over and to pick himself up. But the bear was there, right on top of him, reaching for him with his left paw and got his right paw ready to swipe him. And at that instant, instance, the atheist cried out, Oh my God! Time stopped. The bear froze. The forest was silent. Even the river stopped running. As a bright light shone down upon the man, a voice came out of the sky. You deny my existence for all these years. Teach others I don't exist. And even credit creation to a cosmic accident. Do you expect me to help you out of this predicament? Am I to count on you as a believer? 
the atheist looked directly into the light and said, it would be hypocritical of me to suddenly ask you to treat me as a Christian. But perhaps you could make the bear a Christian. (laughs) Very well, said the voice. The light went out. The river started to run. And the sounds of the forest resumed. And then the bear dropped his right paw, brought both his paws together, bowed his head and spoke, Lord, for what I'm about to receive, may the Lord make me truly thankful. Amen. I'm sure you've heard that before, but I couldn't resist to sell it again. Maybe a little bit more dramatically than normal. (laughs) Give us this day our daily bread. We should be thankful for the smallest thing. And this is why so many people, and even bears, pray before their meal. Thanking God for what comes from Him. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Elim Church. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk.